Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, mamacitas. Welcome to my first solo cast episode of the Time and Talks podcast. Today, we are pressing the reset button on dun, 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 toxic friends and family. Now, I know we all have someone that we can think about right at this moment that drains us. They have this low energy. They know the trigger buttons to press within us. They're just that challenging relationship that we have in our life. Now, some of them could be long-term friends that we've had so much history with. We maybe had connected at such a deep level with them at some point in our life, and now it's just not jiving. And what do you do? Do you cut off this long-standing friendship that you've had so much history with? Or do you just tolerate this relationship though you know it may not be serving your highest good? Or it could be a family member, someone that you can't divorce, right? Whether it's a sibling or a parent or um, an uncle, an aunt, someone that just triggers the heck out of you and you can't get away from them because they're your family and it's you almost dread going to family reunions or spending a weekend at your parents' house. You're like counting down the minutes that you can jet out of there. You are avoiding as much eye contact and conversation with them because the less you say, the less likelihood that they can say something that triggers you. Now, I've experienced this in both respects through friends as well as someone in my family. And for me, it's been more so the challenging relationship with some of the people in my family. One specifically that I share a lot about and I feel like it was a catalyst to help me get on my spiritual journey in my 20s was my really difficult and tumultuous relationship with my mom. And they say that the relationship that you have with your mother, whether you're a female or a male, it defines the relationships that you have with every single person. Friends, uh, romantic relationships, your relationship with your kids. And I've definitely seen that manifest out. uh, No matter the fact that I've been so aware and I have this deep intention that I want to heal myself and not continue the patterns of what I experienced and witnessed with my moms, it's encoded in my DNA. And so I'll get more about the experiences that I've shared and what's helped me. But I just want you to get super crystal clear about that maybe one person in your life that when I said toxic friend and family, who's the image that comes into your mind? Because I really want you to listen to this podcast with the intention of trying to heal or to reach a space where this relationship is at a higher vibration and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to forgive them or that you're going to be best friends again it's just always recognizing that the wisdom that you're taking it is not only for your highest good but it's for the highest good of the other so definitely listen to this with open heart and a higher perspective 
Because sometimes wisdom bombs and spiritual truths, if we're stuck in the mindset of being in the problem, we are not opening ourselves to that space of finding the solution and living and breathing and rising our soul and ourselves to the space where we're living from the light. And so for me, this, like I said, has really shown up a lot with my mom and it's been such a catalyst of experiences with other women in my life and how I actually in my 20s really stayed away from women because I always had this fear that if you get too close they're gonna burn you or they're gonna betray you and that's kind of the the person the experience that I had that this person that is supposed to love and nurture you and care for you when she goes in her emotional explosions and tantrums could say hurtful things, could um, act in ways that really question that am I lovable? Am I someone, am I part of the problem? Did I do something to make them behave like this? So you're constantly walking on eggshells or you're watching what you're saying when you're, to that person or you're trying to help that person per se and it's just they're stuck in that complaining mindset. So a lot of times with friends, we have people who come to us, who vent to us, who share their problems, whether it's relationships or work or whatever the case may be, in-laws, and you try to be supportive. And when you're on a spiritual path, you really want to share solutions. You want to help uh, others elevate themselves. And sometimes it can be very discouraging when the person that you want to help and you know you have wisdom that could help others or solutions that could really help them they're just it's like they're totally numb to it or they always have excuses to it or they're just not willing to be receptive they just want to be stuck in that complaining mindset and that space of feeling maybe like a victim or just venting and not wanting to move out of that energy And so one of the things that we have to be really, really crystal clear about is that when someone is coming to you to vent or to share their feelings, what is the intention behind it? Because it's absolutely important to get heavy, toxic energy out of us, right? If something is causing us pain or sadness, to have someone and connect with someone that we trust and being vulnerable is so important. And the intention behind it is even more important because are you sharing your truth or your feelings in order to wallow in it? and stay stuck in it and you just want the the other person to be part of your pity party and maybe even subconsciously want to drag their energy down like misery loves company right so it's like tapping into your own misery because you know the other person is going to get down and out as well the other is you're sharing it to to find solutions you want to release it from your being so that you can create space for solutions to arise. And spirit and the divine work through people. So whether you go on Instagram and you see this amazing like inspirational video or this post, you know, that's spirit working through technology. Or whether you're guided to a book that has your answer to what you need or your call to go to someone that you trust. Like really being clear, like I'm having this issue and 
I'm going to this person to speak my truth because they might be able to serve you. Or maybe you just don't know. You're just like, this is my comfort spot, so I'm going to go speak to them. So really being guided to even people because a lot of times spirit moves through them, it works through them, they may say something that's exactly what you need to hear. So really understand, is it just to vent it out and just like, clear the energy out but they're not in a space of receiving solutions or your opinions or anything like that or are they they want to wallow and bring you down and join the pity party or are they sharing to solve and find solutions that is crucial because think about it do you like getting unsolicited advice doesn't matter if it's from your mother-in-law or your mom or your best friend it's there's something within us that getting unsolicited advice puts us on the defensive and I heard this on my kundalini training Yogi Bhajan had said in one of his seminars that we were listening to was that psychologically something happens to us and physiologically when someone gives us unsolicited advice we automatically our brain goes into defensive mode and just recognize that it's really hard to be open to someone's suggestions when it's not you're not asking for their opinion. And so a lot of times we put so much emphasis and power in, oh, my opinion matters and it's my right to share my opinions. No, actually, it's only your duty to share your opinion when it's asked for and someone is asking and seeking your advice. Otherwise, it's going to fall upon deaf ears and then you get frustrated. This person, I'm giving this time and energy and this amazing solutions and they're just not like listening to me or they're not willing to help themselves and then you get discouraged. And so the idea is that as souls, we need each other to grow, but if a soul is stuck or not willing to find a solution, our constant like giving our opinion or giving solutions actually serves as a distraction for their soul's evolution and growth. Let me say that again. When we give unsolicited advice or opinions, even if it's for their highest good and has their highest intention in, their, in mind, it serves as a distraction for their soul's growth and evolution. And how does it serve as a distraction? Because each soul is going on their own journey and experiencing the exact lessons that they need. And when we interfere by giving them spiritual solutions before they're ready to fully embrace it, we actually hinder them and give them something else to focus on besides the underlying root cause of what they need to heal. The whole essence of us being the light or being someone who's trying to serve others and uplift others is to keep in mind what is for their highest good as well. And a lot of times, if they're not ready to receive, then giving them solutions is not for their highest goods. And I really like to look at it like this. Every single one of us, our souls, right, are the true essence of us. But each one of our souls are at a different vibration and a different space in our evolution, in our journey. And I look at it kind of like as grades in school. So some of us are souls that are in first grade and some of us are souls that are in uh, 7th grade and some of us are maybe in 11th grade and maybe some of us are in grad school. 
there's no inferiority or superiority. Like someone who's in sixth grade wouldn't be like, go to their younger brother who might be in second grade and be like, oh, I am so much better than you because I'm in sixth grade. No, it's a natural progression. You had to go through first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade in order to get to sixth grade. You needed to learn the things that you needed to and each year you build upon those skills and those lessons and those tests and that experience and that wisdom so that you can carry it forward. So it's not a judgment. It's just recognizing maybe the soul, wherever they're at in their journey, they might be a second grade soul. And that's okay. They need to learn the lessons in second grade before they can go to 12th grade. So if you are in 12th grade and you are learning trigonometry and statistics and physics, trying to teach that to a second grader is going to go over their head. They're not going to know what you're talking about. They're like, I'm just doing subtraction, my friend. I do not know what you're talking about. And so that's a lot of what when we feel like we are really, really jiving with a friend. And then over a period of time, you just feel this distance. It's because we have free will. Like some people's souls are like you're in like doing extra credit and you're like moving through grades really quickly. And some people are taking their time. They're doing remedial summer school and it's just taking their sweet old time and there's nothing wrong about that. They just got to get more reinforcement for the lessons that they're learning. So some people are just learning faster based on our true um, dedication and our awareness of being conscious on a spiritual path. And some of us are just taking a little bit of the scenic route. And so just really recognize where someone is on their journey and recognize you're, you don't have the right to share your opinion unless it's asked for because you don't want it to be where they use it against you like, oh, this person was saying this, that makes no sense. Or, you know, that gives them something to focus on and to dwell on that is not the real root cause of what's happening and what they need to heal. So a lot of times when someone is venting or I could tell they're not really sharing it with me to ask my opinion, um, they just, a lot of people just feel comfortable with me to just share because I can hold space for people without judging them and without getting pulled into them. I mean, that took a lot of practice. But when I'm aware that someone's coming to me to share and they're not really looking for my opinion, and I could tell that because they keep talking and talking and talking and talking and there's no space for me to interject even if I wanted to. And so what I do in those moments is I hold space and I send them love and I'm I'm listening to them, but I'm not taking their energy in. And I say, I send you love and may the the solution for the highest good come to you. And a lot of times, even when I say it out, I'm like, I can truly empathize. That must be so hard. I'm so sorry that you're going through that, but I truly believe that the highest good will happen. Or I trust that um, the solution will come to you. And I know that... Um, the best case scenario is unfolding. Like something like that and you just need one sentence and that's it. You don't need to engage just because someone is sharing their feelings. Like we don't need to just be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that. Can you, and you know, join them in on the energy because that's not serving them either. That's keeping them reinforced that where they are is okay. So being the light really means that you're just bestowing love, sending light and If you feel like the conversation is overly negative, 
you know, there are different ways that you can, there are a lot of times that like when I get the segue, I will change the topic a little bit. Or, um, you know, when you're in a big party, you could just be like, oh, hold on one moment. Do you, like when you have a break and I'll excuse myself to the bathroom because I feel like the energy is too heavy and I'll like, you know, wipe my hands. I really like putting cold water on my wrist when I feel like there is um, a lot of heavy energy in a phys- and I'm in a place where I can't meditate or breathe, you know, can't get all like zen in the moment. I do like to take a break in the bathroom, take cold water, put it on my wrist points. There's something so grounding and so cooling about that. And then I enter back out. And, you know, there's also like those are with friends like and there's with friends, you can obviously keep some distance and some space because you're not forced to see them at family reunions. You know, you don't have to call them every week. You don't have to see them. But just you're able to create some space. Now, when it's someone that is toxic in your family, especially if it's like a parent or an in-law or a sibling, it makes it a little bit more difficult because these are family members that you can't divorce. You're they are your one and only sibling or, you know, parent. And learning how to navigate these relationships can be very dicey because one, you probably have some past life karma with them. Two, you probably, um, you know, they, I love that quote when they say like, they trigger you because they're the ones who installed the buttons. Well, it's true. They are going to, their sole contract with you before you guys came here as souls was, you know, I like to envision it like we were sitting in a boardroom and these beings of light, like my soul and the soul of my mom and the soul of my dad who are, you know, playing those roles in my life this time. Like we meet in this like boardroom and then I said, well, you know, this is the lessons that I need to learn in my life. And the other soul's like, you know what? I got your back. I will be that person who's going to teach you those lessons. And I really truly look at it that way is that my mom really came into this light life to her soul is there to, you know, bounce and reflect the the negativity, reflect the contrast, reflect the opposite so that I can be pushed for my soul's highest evolution. And so that's why a lot of times you have someone in your family and maybe it's not in your family, immediate family. Maybe it's when you get married and it's somebody in your significant other's family that triggers you in a way. It's that trust that it's a soul contract that they were called to be that contrast in your life. And avoiding and moving away and not dealing with it, you know, Absolutely taking space is necessary because it's not part of our journey to just like be in the lion's den and just, you know, we are still physical dense human beings. Like we can't be around toxic energy like 24-7 and not and believe that it's not gonna affect us or we're not it's not gonna drain us or it's not going to weigh us down. It's going to, and it's just having the discernment of this is way too toxic for me, or I'm going to my edge and then regrounding yourself, taking space away, you know, whether it's in nature, taking showers, like rooting yourself, journaling, meditating, all these different things that you need to reground yourself away from that other vibration, which could be a very dense, heavy 
energy to them. And again, like I said, I don't want it to look at it as a superiority or an inferiority. It's just that they're at a different soul evolution. They're at a different soul grade. And a lot of times also, if you find that it's like, That person does not have that kind of relationship with anyone else. It feels like it's just directed towards me. Then it is a possibly a past life um, dynamic that's playing out. And that has been definitely the case for me in my life where I felt that with my mom and I felt that with someone else in my family, which... I want, I'm not going to share the person who it is, but I've definitely had to navigate and learn how to be around this individual, trusting that it is meant to serve my highest good. Now, how do we do that? It's first recognizing that how much time can you be around that individual without feeling completely physically and energetically drained? And so it's using discernment, not judgment, of how much time you can take. And that's exactly how I felt for me. Because like when I was doing the spiritual journey and the spiritual path, they say go hang out with your family for a weekend and you'll see really how far that you've progressed. And that is so true. Because then I would go back home and I would feel so drained and so triggered and I'd be like ah why can't I just be able to handle myself why can't I raise my vibration and why does it still affect me and here's the thing it is going to drag you down to a certain point it's just using your discernment of the tools that you need to help you re like keep boundaries around your energy and not feel drained. So here are some of the things that I do. You know, when you're, when my parents or like my mom comes to my house, it's different because my house is full of my energy. But when I go to their house, obviously it feels like a denser energy to me because that's her place. That's where her energy lives and breathes and where she feels most comfortable. So it's not going to feel comfortable for me. So if you sit in the same places where they sit, especially you'll notice if you're an energetically sensitive person or an empath like myself you'll if you're tuned into your subtle energies you will recognize that when you sit in the same place like if they have a place on the sofa that you are going to feel drained more quickly so what I like to do is I like to sit in places like yeah sit on the sofa but sit in a spot where they're not necessarily always sitting um another thing is is that you drink lots and lots and lots of water you're taking in a lot of energy frequencies that are not yours and usually it's a lower density energy frequency so you need to drink a lot of water stay away from the alcohol I know it might seem like oh to deal I need to drink alcohol I need my wine so it like numbs things up yes alcohol makes your sensitivity to the energies more dull So that's why it feels like you can be around that denser energy. However, in the long run, it does yourself a disservice because you're draining your energy to a certain degree because by desensitizing yourself. So by drinking water, you're allowing the energy to transmute out of you. So sure, you're going to feel the energy, absorb the energy, but you're flushing it out of your system versus just numbing your system. And then after the end of it, like you're going to constantly use that as a technique, but is very, very short-lived and not super effective. So you want to you want to build your stamina to those 
heavier, denser, more toxic um, individuals in your life. So drinking a lot of water. Another thing is, is making sure like if you're staying overnight, like at a place or a long period of time, um, taking showers. So if you're spending overnight, making sure you're taking showers um, to like wipe out that energy um, and clear it out every morning. The other thing is, as I say, if you're not staying over, is taking bathroom breaks and, like I said, washing your hands and putting cold water at your wrist points and just letting the cold water run there. And just when you feel like you need to take a break, no one's going to question you if you go to the bathroom. Honestly, there's probably times that my parents probably thought I had diarrhea because I was like going to the bathroom like every hour just because I realized I needed a break and I just needed to shift my energy. And just, you know, if you want to put a little bit of cold water on your, splash it on your eyes, that really helps to reground you and root you back into your body when you feel like you're taking in too much energy. The other thing is, is going outside. I purposely leave things in my car so that I if I feel like things are getting too intense you can excuse yourself oh I forgot this in my car I gotta go get it and take a little bit longer go get whatever you have to get but take some deep breaths I love this actually in the winter time because the cold air is so crisp and I feel like it really quickly invigorates me but like just go outside and take a little bit longer to get whatever you need to get and then come back in. You know, it is okay to take space from people that, like I say, like you can't divorce. That you, they're a part of your life no matter what. And they're just there to serve you and as a, as a teacher. As someone who's meant to challenge you. And so I really try to look at it as that, you know, if you want to be a more compassionate person or you want to be a more patient person or you want to be a more empathetic person, put your big girl panties on because this is what the life, this is how life shows up. It has to give you experiences of the contrast and moments that you don't feel compassionate, moments that you don't feel patient, moments that you don't feel empathetic. And it's going to try to elicit out of you of trying to hone that skill. To be patient means that you have developed a skill that in the midst of feeling the impatience that you can cultivate that ability. And so if you want to be more calm or not want to be triggered by someone, Put your big girl panties on because they have to trigger you so that you can develop that muscle and the stamina so that they don't trigger you or irritate you. And so remember, like one of the biggest things is recognizing that in our journey, you're going to have people who come in and out of your life. They're going to be at different vibrations. You know, maybe they're not resonating with you at this moment, but as you raise your energy and you be the light, you know, they, everyone has free will to shift their life and people can change their life at any given moment. So never write anybody off based on where they are, but truly just recognize that you want to be the light and you want to be someone who gives love and holds space and gives love. And sometimes that means that having space from them is a, is a sign of love because you do not want to be a distraction to them. So I really hope this gives you a higher perspective on the relationships that are in your life that are challenging and the people that drain you. It is all energy, my friends. It's all a management of energy, 
recognize recognizing our energy, how we feel around certain people, and also just going into a space and just recognizing, you know, who are you meant to vibe with and spend time with? And so for a lot of people, you know, if you go into big public settings and you feel like, you know, I don't feel like I fit in or, you know, sometimes I just feel so drained after big social situations. This is the prayer that I do because I genuinely feel utterly drained by so many energies when I'm in big places. And I just actually went to my friend's reception and wedding this weekend. And what I say before I go to any public place or a big gathering is that uh, please allow whoever is um, of uh, of the same vibration or higher vibration to connect with me. Allow me to connect to whoever I'm meant to um, speak to, to serve, or to connect with. And I always find now that the conversations or the people that I'm guided to, sometimes it's a beautiful like surprise, but it's always the energies that are highest, that are aligned with me. And people who are not aligned with me, just generally kind of either we just say hi, hello, and then, or they just, we just don't talk or, you know, they're just not um, attracted to me. But saying a prayer of just before you go out is like, allow those who are the same vibration or higher vibration to connect with me. Who am I meant to connect with? Who am I meant to serve? Who am I meant to speak to? And just trusting that the right person that you need to speak to, you're going to connect with. And I feel like I can navigate big, big groups better with that when I say that uh, prayer before. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Time and Talks. If you made it to the end, girl, you are a rock star. And if you found value to this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you head over to the iTunes store and rate and review this podcast so that other mamas can find it too. And as a special thank you, I will gift you my seven-day stress detox course for free. If you feel like you're rushing through each day, feeling anxious, exhausted, irritated, and you want to find out powerful, life-changing Ayurvedic and yogic tools to help you release stress in the midst of mommy chaos, well, this course is for you. It is simple, it's easy, and all you got to do to enroll is Take a screenshot of your review, email it over to me at Dejal at DejalVPatel.com and I will get you enrolled for free. As my heartfelt thank you. Check you on another episode of Time and Talks. Mm-hmm.